coming for me, pull the trigger, gone and shoot. Kevlar mindset, lifestyle bulletproof. Bulletproof. Built tougher than your average ultimate hustler. Yo, 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 cool, cool. All right, listen, cut the music. Fade it out. Just cut it. In fact, don't even fade it. Just cut it, Phil. All right, here we go. What's up, everybody? Hey, Michael Munsterman, you're on the Bulletproof Mafia. I, I just, like, I want to get rolling because I'm inspired by a conversation I had earlier. I want to share it with you guys. And this is going to be one of those podcasts where if, you're, if you just listen to the podcast, you're going to have a hard time with this. Because I'm going be, to be pretty animated. I'm going to do my best to have this conversation. But I'm, this is, if I were talking to you about one of my most passionate conversations inside of business, inside of money, inside of making it, if I could go back and instill one single concept into the 25-year-old me, it would be this conversation. And so I've talked about it before, but I feel like, <clears throat> I feel like when I ask people, what was your favorite podcast? What was your favorite podcast? Like th this is never one that comes up. And so I'm going to change the title of this one, but we're going to talk about some old concepts, but I really need you to hear them. And this title is the formula. And look, at the end of the day, um, we're in business because we want to make money. But I think that there's this broken look at making money. And so I'm going to give you, if I could literally on an eight and a half by 11 sheet of paper map out for you, this is how you create wealth. This is what I would do. And I'm going to give you, give it to you a couple different ways. So first and foremost, I'm going to talk to you about the theory of it. And then I'm going to show you an applicable way to look at it. And in the middle of the podcast, I'm going to talk to you about a visual that I want you to have, because I think that there's some stories that are holding people back from the truth of creation. And so let's get started. If I were going to map out for you exactly the, the, the path to wealth creation, it would be this. It would be OPT, OPT, OPM. And then I would take all of those different things and I would, and I would put them in brackets and I would put an, a, a multiplication symbol next to that. And on the other side of that, I would put um, leverage over scale equals wealth. You could put a line through wealth and underneath that write value. Because ultimately, if you know me, if you've listened to me at all, you understand that I think that money is not a, anything other than a measuring stick for the amount of value you add to the world. The more value you add, the richer you get. It's simple. But when, when you understand that as a truth, you have to work backwards into the equation. So you recognize that sometimes there are missing pieces in an equation, right? So let's just start at the end. I want to make $1 million. We're just going to talk about the money bit of it right now, right? I want to make $1 million equals blank spot multiply, multiplied by blank spot. Three different lines, blanks. I want to make a $1 million. Cool. Stepping back into that, we talked about leverage and scale. Leverage and scale. Scale is the speed at which you increase. So scale in this conversation is going to be pretty relevant to the formula other than I want you to recognize the greater the value, the quicker the speed of your leveraging to your wealth looks. So I want to make a million dollars. How much value you add to the marketplace on a one-on-one -on -one transaction is directly proportionate to the scale, the speed that you hit your number. Period, point blank, the end. If you want to make a million dollars, you need to add at least a million dollars of value to the marketplace. Now, what some people do is, and I'm not going to rabbit hole down this, I'm just going to say this because I, like, I despise you people. What some people do 
is they want to create a million or two million or three million of perceived value and they'll sell that for 500,000. You, sir, ma'am, are a scam artist. This is true value, true wealth creation. So write your number, whatever that number is. Like, and my suggestion is stop thinking a million dollars. A million dollars is a very old goal. And what I mean by that is if you're hustling for a million dollars and you miss and you hit 500,000 in a world where a decade from now, 10 million is going to be the new 1 million, then you need to like, you just get ahead of the game. You need to start thinking at the end of your formula. I want to be 10 million, 10 million, 10 million. And if you miss and you land at three, four, five, six, you added a lot of value to the world. Good on you. Okay. So we talked about scale, that's speed. What is leverage, Michael? Leverage is simple. Warm bodies affected. When you hear me talk about leverage, I'm talking about the number of people that you can help. Well, I have some high ticket clients. Yeah, you do. But how many people are those high ticket clients leveraging your skills or services for to affect the multitude? If you have a software company, let's say medical billing, you're in the medical billing software business and you make $10 million a year, but it's a super easy business. You developed it once. You, you've got some designers. You, you manage and coordinate those designers. The fact is, is that your software is in a hospital, helping that hospital run, helping that hospital run the business of hospital, helping that hospital deliver value to their patients, saving people's lives. And what's the value of saving people's lives? You're a cog in that machine. You're worth $10 million or whatever. It's deserved because you're affecting a multitude of warm bodies. You sell a widget, a gadget, a gadget. Somebody only buys something if they believe that it will entertain or add value. If it will help them, get, and, and like I got some pushback on this, so I would add an element called faith that blurs the line. But if it would help them get paid or get laid, they'll pay for it. Young kids, um, that, that's not true. Like young kids will, will buy toys, entertainment pieces, garbage. Like I used to buy these garbage pail cards. Why would I do that? Why would I pay money for that? It was an exchange for value added to my life, entertainment value. But I would pay for it. And somebody made a lot of money on those stupid cards. Like they were corny as hell. Like all they had to do was make absolutely obscene images and call them funky little corny names, include a piece of gum in the pack. And like I was all over it. I wanted it but they were affecting my warm body and thousands and tens and thousands, maybe a hundred thousand. I don't know how many people had had those stupid little cards or baseball cards or whatever the case is, right? There's value added. They wanted to feel like they were involved. And so like this was a gap that was filled, but that person added value to the marketplace. They just did. Now on the back, I'm going to back into that and then I'm going to run through it all forward, but behind leverage, the number of warm bodies that you can affect, scale, how much value you add, how big is the pain that you're removing from their heart and to, to equal that value, to equal that wealth creation. The first three sections of this formula, line one, line two, line three, that I said were in parentheses and before the multiplication, like before the X. This is, these are the three biggest stumbling blocks for wealth creation. These are the three biggest lies that people sit inside of whenever they are trying to convince themselves that they deserve a better life. These are the three things that hold them back. Time, talent, money. I don't have enough time. I work two full-time jobs. I do this. I do that. Look, newsflash, 86,400. 
That's how many seconds we have. I've done a podcast on that. I've done a training on that. I've done a, a, a we've done a video series on that. Like 86,400 seconds in every single person's day. No one can hack that time. Talent. This is going to be that illustration that's extremely visual that I'm going to talk you through in a minute. I'm going to come back to talent. And then finally, money. Well, I don't have enough money. I don't have enough money. I can't afford that. How can I start a company like I can't afford it? I, like, I, I don't know. My family's always been poor. We just don't have any money. Time, talent, money. The three biggest lies that stop people from hitting the goals that they deserve. The goals that they were created to hit. Time, talent, money. Time, talent, money. Time, talent, money. Ask yourself, what's the lie that you're telling yourself that's holding you back? And if you boil it down far enough, I promise you that it will hit one of those three. Time, talent, money. If we look at time and you don't have enough time to build something or to create something, it's because your priorities are skewed. If you say that you don't have enough talent, I'm, this illustration I'm going to give you, I'm really going to drive home because I want to point something out. And money. Well, I don't have enough money. You're right. And if you keep speaking that like it's a truth, like it's something to stand on, then you've missed the point entirely. This whole formula is so that you can create wealth. But I'm not giving you the key ingredients for those three items. If I were giving you the formula for wealth creation, I'm going to say this really, really slow because I want you to get it. I want you to have this so clearly locked in that any idea you have in the future, you can funnel through these three things multiplied by the two we just talked about so that you can equal value to the marketplace. Every single idea you have should get filtered through this exact formula that nobody talks about. And I don't understand it. But anyway, other people's time, other people's talent other people's money. If you can figure out how to leverage those three things, time, talent, money, then you can build a machine that reaches a multitude of warm bodies that scales at whatever speed you emotionally can handle and you will create value and you will create wealth. And just today, I offered a guy a hack to all three of those. I'm going to be super clear on this. I offered a guy a hack to all three of those. And he turned me down. Because he feels like he has a machine that has all of those same components. And he might. Time will be the tell. But the one thing inside of this conversation that I'm having that I don't think that he grasped was the scale piece, the speed piece. And you see, whenever you're looking at the formulas and whenever you're uh, like so many people, I'll go to yesterday's podcast, right? So many people mix facts and feelings. They mix facts and feelings. And so they get so blurry in reality that whenever you start to talk about truths, OPT, OPT, OPM, other people's time, other people's talent, other people's money, accelerated by leverage and scale to equal value and profit. When all of these things accumulate and come together as one, you have the exact formula that you need to succeed. Now, I'm just super quick going to say this. 
in respect to other people's time. The easiest way to understand that is if you build a business, you need employees. You should do a job so that you learn how to do the job and you do the job as well as anybody. You perfect your ability to do that one particular job. If I were going to start a lawn care company, the first thing that I would do would be go finance a mower from someplace. The next thing I would do would be go knock on doors. I would reach out to people on Facebook. I would join, join social media groups. And I would put my name out there. I'd probably build a website for next to nothing online. I would hack the system and do whatever I had to do to get the information necessary. It's all out there, absolutely free. You can build free websites. You can find free toll-free numbers. You can find SMS services that are next to nothing. Like I would build a system so that when I knocked on somebody's door, I could communicate with them with pride and authority. I could hand them a business card that got printed from some, any one of a multitude of online printing companies. And then I would mow. I would first watch several videos on how to mow and get those beautiful stripes. Next, I would practice on my own yard. And second, I would go out and mow somebody else's and I would do the very best job that I could. I would go slow at first to make sure that it was perfect. And I would get better and faster and better and faster and better and faster until I didn't believe that there was anything that I could do to get any better at those particular yards that I had. And then I would hire somebody. And I would put them on that mower and have them learn exactly what I just did. I would watch them. I would teach them. I would coach them. I would show them the pitfalls. I would show them literally where the potholes were in that person's yard so that they could dodge them. They do, their learning curve doesn't need to be as steep as mine. Now I'm executing on other people's time. And because I'm investing in them, I'm also giving them talent. Now I'm, now I'm leveraging someone else's time and someone else's talent. And whatever credit card company, Sears or whoever, that financed me on that credit card so I could go buy that lawnmower, I'm, I'm executing on their money, time, talent, money. Now, whether I show up or not, I'll pay that person approximately half of what I make on that yard. I'll pay some fuel expenses. And whether I show up or not, I'm going to be handed some cash. Now, this is extremely dumbed down. But where do you stop that? Remember, I was going around knocking on doors. It took me a lot of no's to figure out, hey, if I say this, and then I say that, and then I say this, and I smile like this and shake somebody's hand just right, tilt my head to the left, I normally get a yes. In fact, 50% of the time I get a yes instead of one out of 10 yeses, which like one out of 10 door knocks, I, nine I was told no, and I was only getting one yes. Now I'm five out of 10. That's good enough that I can teach somebody how to get there. If they get three out of 10, it's not as good, but it's enough for me to go back and get on a mower. So that guy's knocking, this guy's mowing. I went and get a new mower and now we're exponentially growing. We're, we're in a business. Other people's time, other people's talent, other people's money. And you can par that up or par that down to whatever scale you're comfortable with. You'll hear me talk about you can emotionally handle, not intellectually, emotionally, because this thing of business, this thing of scale is a mind game. And you're either good at the game or you're not. Well, Michael, you talked about me not having enough money. Yeah, right. We'll come back to that. I don't have enough time. Remember, yep, we're going to come back to that. But the thing that I want to talk about, like in the focus of this podcast is the middle one. The middle one, talent. This is the number one thing that holds most people back from realizing their dreams in any area of their life is that they have that nagging, gnawing, annoying little voice in the back of their head that says, you can't do that. That won't work. You don't even know how to fill in the blank. Marriage falling apart. You don't know how to fix it. You can't do that. You can't make them change. You're never going to stop doing that. You've heard me talk about like, like interested or committed, right? And so in this conversation, here's the thing. I had somebody tell me, I don't think I'm smart enough to do what you do. 
But this is the visual that I want to create for you. I want you to imagine in your mind a sphere. And in fact, just to make it easy, let's call it the earth. And everybody is standing out in the middle of space around the earth. Not any one person can stand in the exact same space. When we're born, we all enter this picture in the exact same space. So I'm holding up my hands. I'm creating a sphere. When we're born, we enter this space called earth through the very bottom. That's it. That's all the farther we can go. We can't go any further than that when we're first born. We have zero intellect. We don't have much. We have some, like we know how to breathe, right? We know how to eat. There's some, we know how to sleep. We know how to squall. Like there's some things that like innately we have. But the thing that people don't understand is that the second that their eyes open, their brain starts recording. God just gave you this brilliant thing called life. You just like, I'm going to quote Gary Vee again. You just won the biggest lottery of your entire life. You were born. And now your brain is set to record. And you record at an incredible rate when you're young. But always, all the way up until this very second when you're listening to this podcast, your mind is set to record. And every time you learn something, it alters where your position is in the outside of this earth. That means if two people cannot have the exact same life experience, even being identical twins, raised in the exact same household, going to the exact same school, sitting in the exact same classes, they are different people because they cannot stand in one spot. Their perspective, their conversations, their books, their radio, the element of chance, the element of create, like all of it, all of it equals a new, different, varied position than the other. One can be extremely, like extremely smart, highest IQ ever. Let's say 160 IQ. They're up here on top looking down. They have a perspective based on all the information in their life, based on all of their experience. Well, all of the same experiences, the same life, the same everything except the other twins IQ is 80. They have a different perspective. Is one any better than the other? I would argue no. But what I would tell you is, is that in that perspective, you're looking at this earth, the same earth that we all are. And there's one question that you can ask yourself that destroys all stories. You're given this opportunity to, to like, access the craziest, most powerful computer in the world designed by God, connected to God, created for you, and it's between your ears. It's your brain. But nobody uses that computer accurately. How do computers work? It's simple. Data is stored in a computer, and when you search for something, it creates an inquiry. It pulls something from the database and lifts it to the front of your eyeballs. That's it. Like, at its core, the internet works the exact same way. You want to go to a website, guess what you're doing? You're asking to pull data from a server somewhere and displaying it in front of you. Do you know where to go always when you get online? No. Where do you go? I go to the search engine. Why do you go there? Because I need to know where to go to find the thing that I'm looking for. Well, your brain is more powerful than the entire internet when it comes to the conversation of you, your life, and your mind, and your outcomes. Powered by God. If that offends you, good. Because that means that with that being the case, you have zero excuses. Intellect is not an excuse. Your perspective matters because that person who's up here on top with that 160 IQ and made it through Harvard and then Yale Business School and they've got all these accolades and they seem so intellectually sound, that person just paid $250,000 to go start a job for 80. They might not be that intelligent, 
You saved yourself $250,000 and got mom and dad to invest in you. Your perspective was that if you could bake pie and you could deliver pie in quantities to lots and lots of people, you could create massive value. And so mom and dad invested in a little oven. They saved themselves like $200,000. They got your little commercial kitchen. Instead of putting you through college or instead of you getting a student loan, you got a small business loan. You went to the SBA and you bought an existing little bakery, you started baking pies, you built a website, you started sending those pies out to the world. The more pies you made, the more money you made because you increased your value, not based on your intellect, but based on your perspective. That identical twin with the 160 IQ doesn't even like pie. You live for that shit. You see what I'm saying? You don't have a reason to not use this formula. I work 40 hours a week. Cool. Honestly, how much time do you sit on the toilet? I work 40 hours a week. How much time do you like sit on the couch? Like truly, there's only two reasons to sit. To feed your eyes, feed your mouth, or to release. <laughs> like that's it. You can have conversation, like don't get too technical on me, but you get what I'm saying. You have time. You have the exact same amount of time as me. In the beginning, you're going to have to leverage your own time until your talent fills the void and then you can get someone else's like, like look let me let me take some of these equations away and make it make sense for you not everybody has money cool i get that everybody has time everybody has time you can leverage your time for money that's the simplest most simple everybody does it most people have jobs they are leveraging their basic elemental given 86,400 seconds or trading that for money but here's the thing, 86,400 seconds is something like 175 hours a week. You're only giving up 40. That means you have 130 other hours. You can also sleep for 50 hours a week and, and, and survive easily. So that's 90. You still have 85 other hours that you can leverage in this thing called time. Well, I don't have talent. Yeah, but you got time. And now you can double your time. That's like having two, that's like you and one employee working for you. The only thing that you've got to do is prioritize that high enough. Well, I don't have talent. Cool. Welcome to the internet. Go to YouTube, Google, whatever you want to learn. Just this last weekend, I taught myself how to build a web app. Why the hell do I need to know how to build a web app? Not because I'm actually going to do it, but because I want to have an intelligent conversation. I needed to understand the functionality of a web application so that when I hire a developer, I'm not the dumbest guy at the table. So that whenever I built the front end of this software that I'm de developing, that the back end makes sense whenever I'm mapping out my business plan. And then money. If you leverage the other two enough, the money will happen. But if you want to hack the system, then like, let's take Joe Average. Joe Average watches too much TV. Joe Average works a nine to five. Joe Average has a couple kids. They're active in sports. Joe Average has all the excuses in the world to be completely broke. He doesn't have any money because he's gotten to this like, like karmic cul-de-sac where he's stuck in this spin of, I, I can just make enough money to pay my bills and that's barely it. And they live on the edge of starvation because they made some poor decisions and all they have are excuses. But you know what else he has? He literally has 80 other hours that he could leverage. Hang the TV up. Well, kids have, kids have ball games, lots of kids in sports. Cool. Take another 30 hours out of that. You still got 50. That's another part-time job. How bad do you want it, Joe? So he starts to use his time. He decides, you know what? I'm going to do it. 
I'm going to start doing this. I don't care if I'm going to go door to door and sell Dish Network. I met a kid that that's his career this week. And, and you know what? He's doing it. In a time where most people would argue like Dish Network's dead, this kid's out there making a living at it. Good on him. So Joe decides he's going to go out and do his thing, 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 do his thing. And he starts to get a little bit of money. He also starts to get a little bit of a talent because he didn't know how to sell Dish Network. But they taught him. They gave him a script. They taught him how to execute. Through trial and error, he got better and better and better and better and better and better and better. Still doesn't have any money. While he's out there, he realizes, man, Dish Network, there's got to be a better way to do this. And he comes up with a system. It's this little USB plug that he plugs into the back of somebody's TV and it gives him access to the same stations without having to install a dish. He knows that dishes can cost up to two, three, four, five hundred bucks, but these little cards he can get made for $10. He found that on Alibaba. He finds another friend who's a programmer and he says, hey, if we could build this thing, I found some websites that say that they can get us the channels that we need. It's all out there. I've looked at all of this in the last week. You literally could build your own Roku. And if you're going around and selling an antiquated system that's not going to work in 10 years anyway, why not build your own system and sell your little ass off? And then when he gets just a little bit of traction, you've seen Shark Tank, right? Find somebody who has money and say, and this is a simple conversation. If you've got money, I've got an idea that's converting. That's it. Learn that line. If you've got money, I've got an idea that's converting. And you will grab the attention of money quickly. And then you have no excuses. Now you build the freaking machine. Other people's time. Other people's talent. Other people's money. And you affect as many warm bodies as you can. And the more value you add to their life, the more value you add to their life, the faster the scale to hit your number. But it all starts with that initial query. It all starts with that initial question. It all starts with you looking into that internal computer and saying, how can I add value to this world? Stop asking how I can get rich. Stop asking how I can make money. Stop asking how I can have the big house and the fancy cars and get serious about being a blessing and helping others and the money will follow. Remember, it's just a measurement. It's not a tool. It measures the amount of value you add to the world. That's it. And if you'll do this, you can create so much impact. And if you ask enough times and you focus on that question hard enough, you will get a result. God will take you right where you are at the perspective you have at your angle of the earth and he'll say to you, here's what I have for you. This is the need that you can fill. This is the thing that you can do to leverage yourself and make value in the marketplace. You can take people's pain away if you'll do this, if you'll do that. And so often if you'll just look internally and your mind will do this for you, it'll say, this is the thing that hurts me the most and I know that I'm not alone. There are other people out there just like me. And then that's when you hear that voice that says, this is what you do. But it all starts with that query. How can I add value to this world? How can I take people's pain away? And if you'll remember the formula, OPT, OPT, OPM, leverage, scale, equals value, wealth. You can build anything you want.
You can make as much money as you want. You can touch as many people's lives as you want. There are not enough excuses in the world to stop you from filling the purpose that you were put on this earth for. But so many of you get used by other people's machines. And you don't put enough value in your experiences and in your perspective and in your view. That dude earlier that I said, hey, I offered him like a hack to the machine. Here's the thing that I don't know. I don't know his perspective from where he stands. I don't have a lifetime of data points to know if I'm right or not. I offered to bring him over to my side of the world and look at it from a different perspective. And he's he like deuces, I'm good. The, the new thing, my daughter just taught me this weekend. Yeet! Like he literally tossed that conversation right out. I hope that this podcast adds value through you taking action and adding value. And I honestly don't give a shit if I make a dollar on it. I just want you and every single person who listens to this to live your very best life and to execute on your purpose from your perspective, using your talents and building the biggest machine you possibly can so that you can leave this world doing the most good possible. Savvy. I know you see me in your scope. I'm the captain of the ship. You just a sailor with a boat. Bulletproof.